to the Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is John. Woohoo! And we are watching Dexter. We just finished watching the seventh episode, which was called Circle of Friends. Oh, that's nice. I like friends. Dexter has a couple, right? Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> One thing we haven't been doing, uh, which we should start, is talking about the actual title. I think with a lot of them, they've been pretty on the nose. Yeah. But this one, I, I like it. And it, this the whole episode does revolve around Dex's circle of friends and how it's getting smaller and things are changing. Yeah, you do hear a lot about how he feels alone in yeah. this episode, which is, is good. I like it. Absolutely. So we start off uh, at, uh, well, Dexter is doing a murder. He's slashing at the camera, and he's he's coming out, and there's a dead body. Oh, it's a crime scene. Oh, they psyched us out. They did. <laughs> they love to psych us out on this show. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we pull up on a crime scene. Dexter is uh, reenacting uh, the knife strokes to the victim, uh, where Dokes comes into the scene and says, I'm, you know, I'm sending you in for a psych eval. <laughs> Fucking psycho. <laughs> But in learning that the, the victim was the editor of their high school's yearbook, every stroke that the killer did hit a major artery. Or close to. Or close to, which brings some memories back for Dex. Oh, which, while, while Dex is connecting the pieces, of course, Dokes inquires whether he's getting a heart on. <laughs> and he does not respond to it. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good scene. I love uh, them being outside. I love the reenactment of it. It was a lot of. It's a great scene to get us going. Oh yeah, for sure. Some good Dex Stokes banter, which gets us to the precinct with Batista and Deb, where Deb is sleeping on Laguerta's couch because she doesn't really have much of a social life, which will change by the end of this episode. No, boo boo. But even Batista and Deb flirting a little bit, I really think they could have made a good couple if they were closer in age. Yeah. You know, like, that would have been a really good, you know, they're both good cops, they're both good people. Well, they both have a good sense of humor, too, which yeah. I feel like you don't see a whole lot of that in a lot of the other characters in yeah. the show. It's really, it's, it's those two that kind of keep things a little bit lighter. For sure. We, uh... Well, before we move on, I really love the scene where they, it well, this scene in particular, where they are talking about other ways that they have found other killers and through parking tickets and mm -hmm. moving violations i love that stuff like they're actually getting into the police work the nitty-gritty i love it That's i love great. it so much and we have seen both batista and deb do this together before sure with the 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 video surveillance yeah. at the hockey rink you're right and i love this stuff oh it's fascinating it's really good which because of rolling through a stop sign i guess yeah they find Neil fucking Perry. Neil fucking Perry. I have that in my notes, too. <laughs> there he is. Oh, my God. And I love his mugshot, his pouty lips. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. They're trying to make this handsome man look as creepy, creepy. and nerdy and everything as possible. But <laughs> God, he's just handsome. <laughs> so we get to Neil Perry's trailer where we see, lo and behold, a wood paneled station wagon. Oh, That's the thing. knows for sure deb investigated and that's what she found and now it's there it's him it's right but there hold up oh look up slowly oh my god I, there I, is couldn't, a I 
couldn't be a cop. <laughs> I laugh way too much. <laughs> yeah, that's why you couldn't be a cop because because you laugh too much. Because I'm like, look up. Why? What? What's there? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> and it was a camera. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this yet, uh-huh. but we can talk about your entrance exams that you took to be a cop, and on it, it was 100%. But there was a note that was like too silly. She's she's too silly. She will laugh too much. So you did uh, investigate in your own way a course of action of a law enforcement career. Oh, yeah. I'm too silly. <laughs> Just too silly. <laughs> no, shut up. Look up. Don't slowly, though, because there's a camera. Slowly. So Perry's watching them, and he crawls out. And when, when Perry crawls out, he's the angle that's at it looks like he's like three feet from Deb. Yeah. And I'm like, you should hear this. You should hear it. Well, and it's also the way that it's filmed too. It kind of looks like he's like, he, it looks like he is very um, exhausted by this yeah. <laughs> this action too. He's just like. <laughs> he, 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 well, he, I, I, I assume what it was meant to be was that he was quickly getting all of his stuff. And he's in a hurry in the apartment, and then he, or in the trailer, and then he gets yeah. down. But yeah, that particular shot they put in, it's like, oh, he's already out of breath. However, yeah. we'll get to it. Oh, we will. But it it reminds me of uh, in First Avenger, Captain America, when you have little Steve Rogers oh, that's, under the that, that's doing the army crawl. That's what it reminded me of. I can see that. They had the same amount of struggle. That's it. <laughs> but he crawled out, and honest to God, knifing the tire was a really good move, and it's not something that you see a lot in TV. I would carry a knife just to pop people's tires that were chasing me. Yes. It's uh, great. Oh, uh, John Watch, for sure. He oh. carries around a knife. No, okay. he doesn't. Anyway. But it's... <laughs> but no, I feel like as an audience member, that's something that you think of a lot. Yeah. It's like, well, why wouldn't they pop the tires? And, and it's... Good. It, it, it was a good move. I have a note here that says he looks like a nerd, but he runs like a Sith. He, just, <laughs> he, he bailed. <laughs> That's what Sith do. They book it. All they do is just they're really good at getting out of situations. So <laughs> It's so true. They'll fight a little bit, but they, they yeah. fuck off. <laughs> we get to the precinct in Dexter's lab where he confirms it's Jeremy Downs. Uh, he goes uh, Jeremy out t- fucking Downs. Jeremy fucking Downs. We move over immediately to the briefing room time. Briefing time. It's briefing time, yeah. Where, uh, yeah, they go over everything. It looks like Dokes was all ready to be like, all right, let's get the ice truck killer. And LaGuardia's like, no, 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 no. You, have, you stay and deal with Jeremy Downs. Angel will head the task force, which is kind of what I wanted. I'm going to talk about this Dokes thing a little bit later because it'll fit better later on. But I have some uh, questions about that. Uh, Deb's on the team and she is... uh, She's on the fucking team. She's on the fucking team and good for her. She really fucking earned this one. Yes, she did. Dear Lord. She's worked her ass off so much. And her ideas have been pushed down a little bit like by... Dexter, and then if she if she stuck around with LaGuardia in that last episode, then it would have been okay. But it's, um, yeah, she's really earned her place in this team. And I I'm, agree. I'm excited for her. And it's a good thing they didn't get hats because they caught the Ice Truck Killer so quickly that <laughs> the hats still wouldn't be arriving for another week and a half. <laughs> During this scene, at the very end, Dokes uh, walks by Dex and asks where his blood report is, but he gives him an interesting nickname that's not... 
it's not an insult. I don't think I caught it. But it it's meant to be because it's Dokes talking to Dex. Oh, sure. So he's like, where's my blood report, Sparky? Oh! And I remember being like, that's not Sparky. insulting. Yeah, I don't... Unless there's something I'm not putting together there, but I loved it. Because Dokes <laughs> has such a cadence that, proven, he can just say anything. Yes. And you'll assume that it's an insult to, when he's talking about that. <laughs> yes, he's, he's an intimidating person, but like, what, what does Sparky mean? Yeah, it's not What terrible. does that mean? I named a Pikachu Sparky in a Pokemon game, so I, I don't, unless I greatly offended that Pikachu, and he's like, Sparky, fuck you. How dare you? We get over to the school where Rita's going to pick up the kids, but oh, too late. Ooh. Also, no, and now here's the thing with Rita. I know that she told the administration, don't release the kids into Paul's custody. But if he did just get released from prison, I would probably go to the school and just, clar- just hey, by the way, this is kind of a warn them. more of an urgent thing at this point than it has been in the past. But and I feel really bad. I, I, I've watched this dozens of times and I just I feel so bad for that guy. Yeah. Because he's just, a, he's probably a teacher helping out. He could just be one of those sweet old cross guard guys. He could be. Well, he could also be like a a relative or a parent volunteer. That's true. That simply doesn't know. Well, and no one told him. And that's not on him. And I feel bad. But anyway. Well, especially when you do see Paul with his kids. Oh, you get it. Yeah. You, you he's would a really cute dad. And they were excited to see him. You wouldn't think anything of it. We get to Perry's uh, trailer. <laughs> we get to Perry's trailer, which is now a crime scene. And I kind of really liked that Masuka, at the very least, respected taxidermy and has yes. a mummified chupacabra at home. <laughs> it just, it, it helps build Masuka out that character. Yeah. <laughs> Everything they find in there, and they do find a lot, a lot of internet searches and stuff, but it's all circumstantial yes. evidence. We get to Rita's house, where Paul... We are introduced to Paul. Oh, we see him. We see Paul. Yeah, we do. Speaking of being human. Yes! So we're introduced to Paul. Great actor. Oh, wonderful. He is the perfect amount of slimy and charming. Yes! Really oh my good. God. His dead eyes, but like I kind of want to kiss him. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he, he does have a certain amount of charisma yeah. that you do see why Rita did kind of fall for him. And oh, like, entirely, especially younger Paul. Oh, my God. Ooh. Like this Han Solo. sexy bad boy. Yeah, This Han, Han Solo, Solo. Who's, who's winning houses in Bacharach games. Yeah. What is it? It's not Bacharach. <laughs> Sabak. Sabak games. Sabak games. That's it. <laughs> Bacharach is real. <laughs> Maybe he did win it in a Bacharach game. You never know with this Paul. <laughs> Which again, oh, no, that wait, makes... he said d- drug trade. It's okay. Well, but that also makes that other scene make, you know, a fall a little bit more into place where that drug dealer came in and said, I'll take your car because maybe this was his house and Paul took it, you know? Yeah. But that's how people deal with drugs. <gasps> I would be too, personally, I would be too into the details to sure. trade something like a car or a house for drugs <laughs> because I would want to do the actual math. Oh, and sure. And I want to be like, okay, 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 okay. So you gave me 16 ounces of crack, which <laughs> under the, what, 2006 law of how much crack is, it's this much, and my home value is this much. Because 
Yeah. He, the the drug dealer came for the car. He didn't care what car it was. Right. But it could have been a piece of shit that and, doesn't run. Exactly. So I'm I'm saying I'm I'm into this, but I'd be so nervous. Which also, if Paul <laughs> won it in a drug trade, that means Paul was selling drugs. So there you go. There's a whole there's a whole lot there's, of uh, there's a lot more here. here. I really like it. But yes, Paul, he's uh, fabulous. The he's only note, so good. The only note I had for the scene was: Did Paul really call the hotel? <gasps> and I think no. Really? I, I do. I think no. I think he knows that he, she works at a big motel. Sure. Or sorry, hotel. Yeah. She, she works at a big hotel, and there's a lot of people there, lots of moving parts, and she is just one of many, you know? Yeah. So I think it's perfectly fair that he just made up that story. I think that's fair, and we never get a follow-up on it, so you might be right. And Rita doesn't, it doesn't feel like a big enough deal to, like, push... Yeah. After that. You got a point there. We get to Neil Perry's trailer again where we find the secret compartment. And kudos to Deb. She's really becoming a detective and f- realizing, hey, this isn't right. And they found a, a secret compartment full of the motherfucking mother load. Motherfucking mother load. Shit. But what I'd really like to talk about this scene yes. is what distracted us both during it. The goddamn baby lamb on the bed. <laughs> oh my god, it was just so a full, It was a full lamb. Just lying in the bed. Yeah. And yeah. Deb just sits right next to it and yeah. is opening up the file. And I'm just like, Ugh, I could not sit next to this well, dead lamb. I'd assume it was... I, I want to know what the plan for the lamb was. It was obviously going to be taxidermied. But in what sense and what... Is it going to be a wedding dress? Is it Because he clearly didn't get far enough into it. And it's just on his bed. Was that what he was doing when they showed up? I'd be very curious. I'm... Honestly, a little bit sad it wasn't, like, a horse's head instead of a lamb. Like, why was it a lamb in the bed? We get a quick scene at LaGuardia's office where, to her credit, she has been killing it lately. I've had no complaints. I've enjoyed her character. I've enjoyed the moments. Um, I've had a lot of... The first few episodes, all we did was complain about LaGuardia, and now she's beginning to become a fully realized character. Yes. And we're having a lot of fun with her. So much. Also, even with Matthews being a little bit of a dick in this scene... I like Matthews, and kudos to Maria. It ends with her saying, oh, thank you for making me into the woman that I am today. Yes. You know? It's very good. That was, that was some LaGuardia sass that I was super into. We get to Rita's house for bedtime, and Paul promising Aster not to hit Rita is entirely fucked. Oh, my God. It's just It just makes me so sad. It breaks my heart, that whole thing. So I think... We've been married for several years. A long time. Uh, we've known each other longer than that. Long, long time. I'm personally very unhappy in this relationship. <laughs> and I think I know why. <laughs> oh my God, tell me why. Well, Dexter and Rita have this foot rubbing talking <gasps> scene. They do. And I don't want to touch your disgusting feet, but you should rub my feet more. Uh, while see? I. T- I thought the same thing, but I thought the other way around. Well, I said it first, so it's mine. <laughs> One of the lines I really liked in this scene was they didn't demonize Paul. And again, that's I think that's a big draw for a lot of this show that we like is that everyone is somehow fully realized. They're not just yes. evil for the sake of being evil. No. Smash cut to season blah, blah, blah. But from what my memory, I'm sure we're fine. And at least from where we are right now in yeah. our rewatch. Of course. Absolutely. And with 
I really liked Rita's line that's all the darkness that haunts him. I think Paul just really wants a family. And you really get both of those sides in spades in this episode. Yes, you see it all. You see Paul loving his kids. Well, and I and it's it's a little bit later when Dexter says, no matter Paul's faults, he want he will not abandon his kids. He yeah. refuses to and abandon his kids. Dexter's that may not be a good thing. It's just it's a very human interaction, a human character. And Dexter Dexter's really lucky that he's a serial killer. Because <laughs> yeah. no, because at a certain point he says, I have a dark side too, and Rita laughs. Yeah. And that's funny because he does have a dark side and he's a serial killer. But when I would tell women that, you know, I have a dark side, they'd laugh, but I wouldn't have a serial killer background to back it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'd be like, I'm a bad boy. And they're like, they're like, sure, sure like, you oh, are. But I've heard you giggle. You're not a bad boy. What? It's suddenly unmanly to giggle. That's not what I said. <laughs> sounds sexist oh my god <laughs> and Dexter ends the scene with confirming and kind of coming clean a little bit to Rita and the little bits that he can do where he says I don't hurt innocent people and that's a little bit of a that, that's the first breadcrumb of he's beginning to let her in yes well also as soon as he says that it it's one of those kind of Dexter written in psych outs you know where yeah. the look that Rita gives Dexter when he says that mm-hmm. is it does give you a little bit of a pause of like, did she for a moment kind of get a little scared of him? Get a little bit like, what does he mean Maybe by there's that? Something there. I don't, well, I, I would say probably not only because he's a cop. Oh, and that's that's yeah. probably how she's taking it. Speaking of taking it, we get to the YMCA where we find out Jeremy's been taking it. Oh, that was such a good by segue. The Brokeback Boys. He's selling himself <laughs> for sex. Oh, Jeremy fucking down. What I'd really like to talk about beyond the fact that he escaped the premises. (laughs) Fucking sunglasses. Dexter sunglasses on his way there when he's driving. I hate them. They're sunglasses watch. They look bad. It's consistent. The sunglasses are bad. They look like the type of sunglasses that I would get in one of those spy kits for kids. (laughs) And it's like silver sunglasses that has like a a little flashlight on it and It's all bullshit. It's like Spy Kids, but off-brand. That's what they look like, and I hate them. What a pull, Spy Kids. That's wonderful. Deb calls Dex over to Neil Perry's trailer, where um, the beginning of this scene is a standout for me. The music, we use it several times. It's my favorite Dexter song. So good. It's Miami, and it's a little Cuban. I fuck it. It's, it's sexy. That salsa and, oh, dancing rrr. music. And he is so amused by the whole, whole thing. thing. Oh my god! Like we were laughing the entire time we were watching this scene. Oh, every so time, obviously too. Every time we watch the scene, we've seen the show several times, but every time it's a good scene. Next, <laughs> examining that the taxidermy is classic. Yeah. Whether it's the Wolverine on a head on a plate, so lifelike. Whether it's the deer hoof and high heels. Yeah, so many. <laughs> But my favorite, oh, I, I never really, again, we're paying more attention now than we, oh, sure. we may have before. Just looking at the details. Uh, yeah, drinking less while watching it. <laughs> Only I lo- a little. I loved how a reason why Dexter doesn't think that Neil Perry is the ice truck killer is I loved the quote. He wouldn't turn dead things into living cartoons. He'd find yes. that pathetic and that 
yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to reconcile these Neil Perry with the Ice Truck Killer that we've already kind of seen already. But yeah. we find Neil Perry's mom in the backyard. Ah, uh, yes, under clean- cement too, which yeah, he, it's kind of a it. nice detail. And he clean uh, clean cuts. Deb is appropriately uh, not offended, but a little a little touchy with Dexter's disbelief. She yes. really just wants her brother to be there for her, and he is obviously preoccupied. Yeah. Which well speaking of that, yeah. it's it's that I love it when Dexter does try to derail things like he did in the last episode with yeah. Deb's whole profile. Okay. And then, then in this episode, he is telling her the truth. Yeah. He's like, No, and this guy is not the ice truck killer. It's it's more uh desperation for himself saying it too. There's a lot yeah. of he's getting physically agitated. Yes. When it's coming to this, because he's, he's, it's not what he wanted or expected. I love it. We get to Rita's house where she's cooking the kids breakfast. And I'm going to uh. punt this kid through space and time. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> My dad took me on the Gravitron a bit of times. <laughs> Just, oh, it's, it's so much. It and so the much. kid is killing it. He's doing the job well. I just don't like the characterization. I agree I with you. I don't want to kick the kid actor. He's doing great. No, he's doing his job and but he's doing it right. He's playing a, a real six-year-old. But God damn it. <laughs> Paul sneaks in and I have to admit, Paul is, and we meant, we touched on this earlier, Paul is more charming than I expected given that the last episode. And I love how when Cody asks if he can have a donut and Paul says, of course, that's why I brought him. Here we go. And Rita is, oh, so you're trying to make me the bad guy. He kind of stops and, like, stares out the window for a second. Oh. And you can see the anger brewing. You see his temper. And he loses his anger. He yells at, at Rita in front of the kids. And he immediately backtracks with nothing but bullshit. Even if it's true, it, it doesn't count after you've yelled. You can't be like, fuck you! Here's my thing, Rita. You're a wonderful mom. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah! Yeah. It's like, you've already made the mistake, dude. <laughs> what I love is that you can see the anger coming out. Yeah. And every time that he backtracks in this yeah. episode, you can see Rita almost yearning to believe him. Oh, and it's that, so good. And you can obviously see how their relationship, you know, panned out before. Yeah. Well acted. So well acted. Uh, speaking of punting kids to space, <laughs> Cody putting the bacon on his feet. Oh my god. Is that, is it's a stupid little rhyme that the dad said and it's just it's it's seeing yeah. how much of a bad influence he is. Just like he says something fucking stupid and then the kid puts bacon on his feet. Oh. It's hard to be a parent. I'm not even gonna touch that. But <laughs> we get back to the briefing time where they show a picture of Neil Perry's mother, Roberta Perry, and she looked more like a corpse when she was alive. Oh my goodness. Than when she came out of the ground three years later. Woo! Yeah. Well, and it was it was Deb's comment to Batista too, where she was like, You're looking just as lively as Neil Perry's mother up there. <laughs> and it was the picture of it, alive. It her. looks like she was electrocuted and then left to fossilize in a museum. <laughs> She's no offense to the actress. <laughs> But true. <laughs> so we get to Dexter, who's tracking down Jer- uh, Jeremy Downs at the park. Yes. Uh, Flamingo Park, where he was Ooh. told by that last kid. Uh, and sunglasses. 
Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Not good sunglasses. I hate to complain every time, but they're poopy. (laughs) Dex looks too undercover. (laughs) Sorry. Is it the sunglasses, hoodie, and baseball cap? It was the, like, foot-tall hood. (laughs) And the baseball cap that just had... It wasn't a white X, but it was just... It looked like it was... It wasn't. It didn't look like it was supposed to be like an X, like from the alphabet. It looked like it was just like a cross of tape. It did. Like, just ridiculous. I was certain when I first saw this, and I always forget. I really thought Dokes recognized Dex. I thought so too. I really did. Every time he double glances, it's crazy. But we get to the motel where Deb and Batista are looking for Neil Perry because his cell phone triangulated in the area. Yes, it's 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 also Deb knowing that like oh in that area there's a lot of motels where the hookers go. Yeah, and it's good using vice. using her vice skills. I love it. Deb getting frustrated with Lalina, the manager. Uh, oh yeah, and asking and then asking her name, and she's like it's Lalina Carriendo, papa. And then it's that look that Deb just looks at Batista, and Batista's like, all right, Lalina, please, por favor, and you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> I love that. But Neil Perry's fucking there. And they get inside and there's a fucking hooker shit. Which brings me to the greatest flaw in this season that I have never seen before. Ooh. I have a question for you. Yeah. It started with this lady. Uh-huh. And then that this question evolved into all of the other hookers that have died. Oh, okay. Where are their pimps? <laughs> that is a Fabulous question. Because this lady was just tied up in a hotel room or motel room, and she looks like she's been there over an hour. Oh, easily. She's got an old wound on her head. Where where are their pimps? It's a good question. Thank you. If there were better pimps in this world, and I'm not talking like like actual pimps. I think I'm more referring to like Butters from South Park. Yes. When Butters becomes a pimp. You know, like a nice pimp. Yes. Yeah. A pimp that protects his bitches. Because I don't I don't think that selling sex for money is inherently bad or evil. No. But maybe we could get some good people in management <laughs> to make sure that these women stay safe. That's all I'm saying. John Watch, cut to ten years. I'm a successful pimp, but it's a healthy business. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Prostitution is legal in Australia and they have brothels and you have to like get yourself checked out and stuff I've heard. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've heard. I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's a nice way to do this. And these women are out there on their own alone. And it's a terrible situation. But of course. It's, yeah, it's this awful. You, pimps, be better to your bitches. Be nice. Come on, pimps. Step it up. <laughs> back at the precinct. Sorry, I'm all hot now. I'm hot. He's hot and bothered. Speaking of, <laughs> Dokes comes up to Dex and says, I'm on to you, which I was certain was about the gay stuff. But no. Another psych out. Yep. And he says, uh, your instincts are always dead on. They're always dead on when it comes to killers. Why is that? And I love Dexter's little, like, flighty wave <gasps> oh, in yeah. the background. Well, like how he just, he doesn't even respond to that yep. comment. And there's, I'm watching you. And his little, just, yeah, just a cute little wave behind his back. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, keep watching me. So we forgot to mention in the last scene that at the motel when they when uh, Batista and Deb find the hooker, they leave her there t- because ne- Neil Perry just stepped out. Yes. So Neil Perry comes back in, and I don't care 
about anything, but motherfucker, I really thoroughly enjoy his weird singing. I do too. And it's for a great number of reasons. One of them, the actor Sam, Sam Witwer has a beautiful voice. And even though he's singing a creepy song and he's doing it as creepy as he can, he's got such a good voice. <laughs> what would your crazy song be? Like, if you were getting arrested for serial killer murders, you'd have to sing a song. I still think mine would be Fergalicious, but it would be really slowly. <laughs> Fergalicious. <laughs> Point is, I would definitely do Black Eyed Peas. But I would do it slowly and be like, yeah. Let's get this party started. Ha! Let's get this party started. Ha! <laughs> You're so 2008. Yes. It's so 2000 late. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. I'm glad we got that on the... I'm glad we, we are good there. And they... they, they elephant in the room, sorry. Uh, they fucking arrest the ice truck killer. They do! It's fucking great. And they saved a hooker, too. Well, they... that's, that's the pimp's job, but sure. <laughs> So we get to Rita's house where Dexter's babysitting, and Paul actually knocked this time, which is great. And rang the doorbell. And But that, that felt excessive. A little. That felt like, oh, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, it totally did. And I loved when Dexter answers, answered the door, Paul responded with, hey there, big guy. Oh, my and, yeah, God. Very insulting. Where is Paul getting all the money? I would assume drugs, but this soon out of jail? Because right? he, he's got roses, and nice roses. I've never bought yeah. you roses that nice. No, he hasn't. Donuts, a bag of Toys R Us toys, which alone, those are expensive. Expensive. Weed, he's staying at a motel, and we hear later there's a six-pack of beer in the thing. He has That's money, right. I'm just saying. I well, I wonder if he's just got a little bit of a support system that's just like, hey, you you helped me through that thing. So until you get back on your feet, here's yeah, this. Yeah, no, druggies are super out there for each other. Uh, I loved the. So are you fucking my wife? Line. <gasps> oh, very good. So threatening. We find out which we meant. We touched on earlier. Paul owns the house, but there is still a restraining order. So you know, there we go. I and, had that question. Why, like. With the restraining order, how was he able to, like, come into the house like all of these other times? Because Rita allowed it. Uh, I mean, except for the time where he snuck in. But even then, she didn't, like, kick him out. Exactly. She uh, allowed it. Dexter kind of flinched, and I'm wondering if that was the best take. Or if they did, you know, if they if they punched almost close to his eye a few times and that was because it's still he still kind of flinched oh, he got super close to his face sure but as i'm talking about just like the filming of the scene oh yeah because i think it, what was supposed to happen was paul was supposed to punch and nothing happened but <laughs> michael but c hall kind of like oh my god every time which i thought is fun we get back to the precinct where they're bringing in downs deb and dokes are bonding over their mutual uh bad guy arrests yeah, and celebration time. Then speaking of celebrations, they're go uh, Deb's going over to Tony Tucci's later to celebrate his new limbs and they're gonna it's gonna be great. And he's being released from the hospital. Exactly. And when so then Deb invites Dokes and Dokes declines. Yeah. Deb responds with, What else do you have going on? And he very snippetly 
responds with, wouldn't you like to know? I wrote, it's because he loves you. But, yes. which brings me into this situation earlier. I'm wondering if the reason that Dokes is a little off, it's not because of the ice truck killer. It's because he liked partnering with Morgan. And now that they're not, he's kind of, well, I didn't really care, whatever. A thousand percent. And that's another one of those moments that would have been really interesting if Dokes had been with the ice truck killer. Maybe he and Morgan would have celebrated after. Maybe they're... Something would have happened there. The sparks were flying, Sparky. Back at Rita House. Yes. I love that Paul got the house in the drug trade, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. And Rita asks, why can't he just go away? To which Dexter says, maybe he can. Cut to Paul's place. But it was just Rita asking for a divorce. Demanding a divorce. Demanding it. I apologize. Oh, demanding it. And she, she, she put on her big girl shoes and she was like, hey. Fuck off. Fuck off, sir. And and it was it was a good moment. I was so here for it. Absolutely. He fully uh, confronts her again. And he's like, do you really think that'll make me back down? And then when she kind of comes up at him, he changes his tune again, just like in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And him switching that fast of going, do you really think you can stop me? To, you're the, you're the badass mom. I love you, Rita. Oh, I love it. Too much, too understanding. Don't trust him, Rita. Don't trust. And I don't he's, think she does, but but he's clearly so insanely manipulative, and yeah. he doesn't know what other way to be. And and even when he is trying, he's still not succeeding. <laughs> I agree. We get over to the interrogation with Perry and Laguerta, and this is where we see that Perry uh, is with Laguerta. He, he waved a right to a lawyer, and Jeremy Downs is on the other TV. And at this point, Dexter is still pretty certain Perry is a fraud. Uh, but on a better note, we get over to Tony Tucci's party. Yeah! I loved that Chandra's there. It kind of feels like they're together. Yeah! I really like, like that. They're she at seems least happy. having a fun time. Yeah, they're, everyone's having a good time. This obviously gets into us later on, but I, I, I had here Rudy and Deb are cute together. Aww. He studied at the University of Paris, which is very exciting. Sexy. Then he asks her if she has had dinner yet. To which she, without hesitation, says, yes, I'm free. Let's do it. Then Dokes walks in. Uh, Seconds. Oh, buddy. Come on, buddy. Dokes, if you just just believed in yourself and went for it, just feel, feel the feelings, Dokes. It's okay to love. I feel feelings, motherfucker. I feel more feelings than you've ever felt. Fuck. Oh, my God. There's more than anger, Dokes. It's okay. What? <laughs> Back to the interrogation. We get the big one where Perry's vamping. LaGuardia plays Perry wonderfully. My oh. my quote from this was, the feeding frenzy won't start until you throw out the chum. Yeah. Really good. You see and, some really good police work from LaGuardia in oh, this yeah. scene. I love it. She kills it. I also loved, I love in that scene when Perry confesses and he says, the hookers, before I cut their throats. Matthews, Batista and like four other people in the background stood up slowly. And, oh my god! Yeah, it was good. It was a good. It was a good dramatic sit up. <laughs> it was really good. But don't you dare forget about Jeremy Downs because Dexter didn't and goes uh. to visit him. Turns off the camera and asks, "Why did he do it?" To which Jeremy responds to feel something different. And Dexter asks, "Does killing make it better?" In which case, Jeremy says, "No, worse." Then why are you killing, buddy? Stop doing it. What bud. are you doing? He's. Com- I mean, at least from what we know, it's just the one other kill, and and a, it does also sound like he is trying 
other things of too course. to try to feel anything, something. Yeah. It just, it's I awful. just feel so bad for him. Dex all but admits that he's a killer, but instead says, "I'm empty." And they begin to bond a little bit before Discount Liev Schreiber comes in to be a dick. <laughs> That's really good. And I really do like the scene where Dex goes out and warns Jeremy's lawyer. Yeah. It, it's it's nice. It's a good scene. Getting over to the Rudy Deb date, uh, we find out that his mom was in a car accident and wanted to put her together. Very normal stuff. He talk, She talks about her uh, Dex's adoption and all that shit. Yeah, they And bond. then they're fucking making out on a trunk of a car, which is sexy. Kiss is central. Going right for it. They're, yeah. yeah. So we're in the last few ones here where Dexter is in the apartment, bummed as hell, going through photos, <laughs> missing the ice truck killer because he's in prison, missing Rita because Paul's back, and he's contemplating everything. So fuck it. He decides to go down to the prison and go see Jeremy Downs because he failed. And by the way that the cops run past him, this is another example of just bad timing. Yeah. Like with Dokes and Deb. And if he'd left 10 minutes early, uh, something. He maybe would have stopped Jeremy Downs from, from killing himself. And Yeah. So sad. That whole thing. Very tragic. Speaking of tragic, LaGuerta didn't, wasn't able to give her press conference because Matthews did it. No! But that's LaGuerta's favorite thing! I also don't really see what the big deal is. It's a little bit of a dick move, but he is your boss. But it is his job and it is his right. So it's a little shitty, but... Yeah, I mean... But it's not... Yeah. yeah. Well, and I also like the line when he's in there talking with her where he's like, it's really nice to compliment you on your police work instead of your politics. Again, a little bit of a dick thing to say, but not not untrue. Yeah. It's consequences for your actions, everyone. Absolutely. (laughs) So after everything, Dex needs to talk to the ice trick killer. He needs to talk to Neil Perry. So we get back to the prison Dex is going to visit the prisoner. I love that Dex can use the Miami Metro guys. Yeah. Of going to visit people. Yeah. And he's just, no, I need to get more fingerprints. And <laughs> we get the iconic line, uh, their famous meeting of, who the fuck are you? Ah! Which is great. So good. Confirmation that Neil Perry is not the ice truck killer. And that's where we end. So good. good and it's, and it's, Dexter, like, slowly smiling as it's that iconic Dexter music. And he's like, yeah, my circle of friends still exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a great episode. It pushed things along. We got some revelations. I'm, so I'm just getting excited for the last section of the season. Yeah, like, we're really in it now. We're getting it. It's fun. <gasps> it's so good. So, so exciting. I yeah. Know. I think I have, uh, I think that's all I have for this non-spoiler talk. I think that's all I have too. Perfect. You want to tell the people that might be hopping off? Yes. But if you are hopping off now, thank you again for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to us with theories or just want to chit chat, our email address is tilldeathdoeuswatch at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. That would be awesome. That'd be great. Thank you guys so much. But now, shush. Oh, shush, shush, shush. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh. It's Dexter. Oh, oh. Dexter time. It's Dexter time. Shh. Welcome to our spoiler-filled section, where I do have a few things I want to talk about. Firstly, Ooh, good. Uh, yeah, so I loved the clear manipulation 
of Brian to Deb with the University of Paris. That that got her ready to go. Yeah. And the prodding questions and the family stuff of, oh, you have a brother. Oh, weren't you the favorite? And a lot of very interesting questions. What I thought was a lot of fun, though, going back earlier to one of the briefing times when you had mentioned it, Deb talks about, oh, yeah, there are girls all around this track. That's where all the hookers go to have sex. Yeah. Uh, she calls it the Tamiami Trail. Oh, that is of note because in the book, Brian, whose name is still Brian, is not called the Ice Truck Killer <gasps> in the books. He's the Tamiami Slasher slash the Tamiami Butcher. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. <gasps> so that was a nice little Easter egg. That's such a nice detail. Oh, dude, I love it when they do that. That was some good shit. Brian's on the board and you can <gasps> see every way. part of it. Uh, him manipulating and everything. And he's too dark and mysteriously handsome to be just anybody no right he's no he's clearly there's clearly other stuff going on there yeah and that whole story of him wanting to put his mom back together is just that's heartbreaking <gasps> that's good cringy well, stuff i love it and when he says things like how often do i get to make someone whole <gasps> and it, it was little lines like that fucking get it oh but, it's so no. good i think that that uh brings me to the end of the spoiler stuff what about yeah. you uh, I, I don't think I had anything. No, we're, we're good. So awesome. Thank you guys again for, for listening to us. And yeah, please reach out to us till death do us watch at gmail.com or on any of the socials. Please reach out. That would be awesome. And we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye.